two middle-aged dads who are evolving. Well, mostly evolved. Discussing the world around them. Occasionally funny. Always idiotic. They know how to use a glass, but why? When you can just drink from the carton. This is the Drink from the Carton Podcast. This isn't a, a momentous enough occasion. I'm going to say, "Holy shit!" And we don't we don't generally swear, but no. But I mean, but I, I this is sentiment. this is the the first <laughs> first episode, and I don't even care to mention how long because I don't really know. I've lost track. It's been so long. But uh, welcome to Drink from the Carton. I am uh, Paul Fletcher in Minneapolis. I am Nick in New York in New York. And it's not only momentous because it's our first episode in forever, uh, but we're also going to uh, just discuss one thing. And one thing only, yes. and that is arguably the biggest movie of all time. Ooh. Wow. Um, I... Well, it's the fastest, just in today, oh. fastest movie to a billion dollars ever. Okay, fair enough. Yes, by that metric and many other metrics, I 100% agree. What, what, what movie is that, Paul? Uh, <laughs> Forrest Gump 2. I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> Uh, no, that would be the Star Wars, uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Uh, I've seen it twice. You just saw it for a second time, so now is a perfect time to discuss it because it's fresh in your cranium. Yeah, and we and we talked about this some some episodes ago, some time ago. Um, but and, and at the time, as I recall, we were both very geeked about this. Mm-hmm. So did it did it deliver on on the promise that you were hoping that it would deliver on? Uh, before I get into that. Um, uh, Merry belated Christmas. Uh, looks like you guys had a good time. Uh, we didn't even do that. We just got right into this. I also I want to set up one thing because Star Wars fans take this stuff very seriously. And let's yeah. just say this episode makes it outside of our, our normal circle of listening and makes it to some... We're not Star Wars experts by any means. I don't no. have any understanding of the... What do they call it? The expanded galaxy or whatever it's called. I don't have it. I, like, I just like the movies and yeah. the pop culture and the toys. And that's about where my expertise... Ends. But based on that, I would say that we are right in the middle of the core demographic. That they're, I mean, Star Wars fans are going to see this no matter what. Um, yeah. the, this, the success of this movie was not dependent on Star Wars fans, at least in the early going. My, in my opinion, the success of the movie was going to be whether or not they could bring in non-hardcore Star Wars fans, and they certainly are doing that, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah, I would say I'm closer to hardcore, but uh, you know, I know more about it than the casual fan, but I'm just saying I'm not an expert, that's all. Uh, that said... Um, uh, you know, I do have a level, a certain level of expertise in that, you know, the first batch of movies back in the late seventies, early eighties were released when I was a kid and it was mm. part of my childhood. It was mm. woven into the, I played with the millennium Falcon and my toy Luke Skywalker, et cetera. It was woven into my childhood. So, uh, that said, you know, that does give me a certain level of expertise. And I would say that it absolutely positively delivers on expectations it it is the movie that if you're a fan, it's the movie you wanted to be made. I 100 percent agree. You're, I would say you're probably a little bit more uh, farther along the curve than I am in terms of fan knowledge and things like that. So let me let me sort of phrase how I have been talking about this movie, and you tell me uh, whether or not it resonates with you. From okay, before before you, before you do that, let's just let I want to hit a disclaimer. Are we going to get into spoiler type stuff? Let's not. Because no. Not cool. Okay, that that makes it really tough to discuss. But okay, then we'll we'll hit a spoiler. Uh, uh, we'll we'll have a, a spoiler filled episode down the road. Okay, go yeah, ahead with what you were going to say. 
Good call. Okay, so okay, so no spoilers. You don't have to leave. Right. My my the way I've been describing this movie is it did a the perfect job for me of bridging the past the 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 previous movies and all the other culture that goes along with it and setting up the future. That I felt that the past of the you know what was what came before it in the franchise was respected. Uh, and I loved seeing uh, the you know the the old characters when they came on the screen and things like that. And Wait a minute, set up, old characters set up the future so well. That's that's why I've been saying it. So I know, is that, kidding. Does that work for you? I was saying it was a spoiler. I was joking. Uh, yeah, that does. I I hundred percent agree. Um, I'll take that a step further and say that the Yoda uh, cameo was. I'm kidding. Not a spoiler. <laughs> um, no, I w- I'll take it a step further and say that I think uh, that they did uh, pay homage to the old stuff. It's like I said, they did it. This is the movie that fans wanted, in my opinion. If you're a fan of the movie, um, if you're a hardcore, over-the-top, going to conventions, dressing up, maybe you dressed up like a stormtrooper when you went to the premiere, if you're that level of fan, then maybe you have a few critiques on it. Um, but I'm, I have an amazing ability to sit back and take what a movie gives me. I, I have expectations, um, but I don't allow those expectations to ruin a movie for me. It doesn't have to be a certain way. Like there's certain plot things that we can discuss another time mm. that for uh, some people are like, I can't believe that happened. That ruined it for me. And I, it didn't for me. Like it, like it, it however, wherever they choose to take it. Uh, first of all, let me just say, I think I said this in a previous episode. Um, Christopher Nolan and J.J. Abrams are my two favorite directors on the planet right now. Mm-hmm. And so I have full trust in J.J. In fact, I believe I said on a, in a previous episode when we talked about it that J.J. was better equipped to yes. in this time, in this day and age, to direct Star Wars than George Lucas himself. And I think this movie proves that. I agree. Um, yep. And that's why I say that the franchise, what I was going to say is take things a step further. They did pay homage to the past, um, but they uh, the franchise is in very good hands. I mean, All J.J. is right. not directing the next movie, but... He will have his hand in on it. There's just no way that he won't. Keep in mind, George Lucas didn't direct Empire Strikes Back, so um, so I, I, he'll have a hand in on it. This, you know, it's his baby now. There's no way he's just gonna go. All right, go do whatever you want. Yeah. It's fine. Oh, you want to have a, uh, you know, you want to have uh, Jar Jar Binks come back? That's fine. He's not gonna do that. He's gonna be. He's gonna have a hand in on things. Um, and in the characters, I think Ray, Finn, and Poe, yeah, are absolutely Ray. Is a Daisy uh, Ridley is a yep. superstar. Awesome, she's uh, amazing. Yeah, and, and, and you know, it, you can. That doesn't mean that Poe and Finn weren't. I mean, no, uh, no, John Boyega yeah. and and what's uh, what's his name? Oliver. Uh, yeah. Oliver. Whatever. What? Awesome. Uh, yeah, whoever plays Poe, Oliver, what's his nuts? Um, he's uh, he's fantastic too. But but to me, Ray was the standout. She she like made me feel like everything is going to be okay. In the galaxy, in the near near future. Yep, 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 yep. Now let me ask you this: along the theme of the of the podcast here, uh, I've seen it twice now, as you mentioned, both times with both my children, daughters who are eleven and nine, um, and they had tremendous experiences. Uh, in fact, as we as the movie started tonight, uh, the, obviously for the second time that they'd seen it, my nine year old leaned over to me and said, "I love this movie." And this was just the opening four bars of John Williams' tremendous so soundtrack cool. and score. So, um, a score, I should say. So, uh, I, I, I think great kids' environment. My kids have seen four, five, and six. They have not seen one, two, and three. They did not lack for that one, one bit. Um, and that makes me really, really happy. And I think this does get back to demographics because part of I, what's important, I think, for this, for this franchise was getting people like you and me who were fans as kids and are now parents 
to sort of reignite the, or reset up the next cycle, the next generation. Um, not that it wouldn't have come anyway, but this, you know, this movie has a PG-13 rating, so I don't know what that means anymore, but I know that, you know, my nine-year-old might not have seen it if I hadn't dragged her to it, is my point. If, if I didn't have any perception of this movie, and it wasn't a Star Wars movie that I wanted to see, I wouldn't have brought her to it necessarily. So, I, I think from a, from a, from a dad standpoint, it's, it's kick-ass that my, I'm totally stoked that my kids are into it. My wife is also into it. And I don't know if this is, I'm not going to say this isn't intentional. You know, and, you know, this is a, you know, a Disney joint at this point, what have you. But I love that Ray is such a great character, and my daughters think she's the badass, most badass badass of all time. And that's awesome. I definitely think that it was, I think there was some tactics. Oh, sure. Uh, what I'm about to say, I think, is probably a little bit controversial. Uh-oh. Are you ready for this? Uh, we haven't really I'll gotten into too much controversy, but no, um, but it, you know what? But I'm I don't think that I'm going to ruffle anybody's feathers by saying this either. There just might be some that disagree with me. Um, I think the only thing, and I don't have a problem with this per se, because well, I'll I'll just I'll just say it. I think that that things were very tactical, especially with it being Disney, and I think that casting Ray, Finn, and Poe was very strategic. In that, I think that that's a way to bring in young girls. Star Wars has typically been male-driven, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that it was tactical to have a black guy, mm-hmm. and then you have your white dude. So you've mm-hmm. got the girl, the black dude, and the white dude. You know yep. what I mean? And yep. uh, that said, I think it worked fantastically. I, I it yep. didn't. I didn't have a problem with it. That said, though, Ray and Poe. Could have very easily have been one character. They could that they they in yeah, my opinion true. they are well. I'm giving up giving away some. So here time time out. Just a tiny little potential spoiler right here. So it, okay. tune out for for ten seconds if you want. Those two very easily could have been Luke Skywalker. I mean, well yeah yeah. Those, those two together are yeah. those two together are Luke Skywalker. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they could have easily been one person. Okay, so maybe that wasn't that controversial, but you know what I mean? It, it, I, it wasn't so I, controversial. Well, wait a second. I don't. I read an interview with Boyega who said, who was asked about that. Did you feel like this was sort of a, a black person's role, right? And he said, I'd have felt like that if I got to the casting and every other guy reading for this role was black, but they wasn't. So I feel like if you want to have a problem with this is what Boyega was basically saying. I'm paraphrasing, but he said, if you want to have a problem with that. Uh, I got bigger things to worry about in my life. Which yeah. I really, I really like that response. Yeah, that and uh, I, I don't feel like it was the other. The, okay, so I, I say that that I think it maybe was a little bit tactical in just making sure that it, you know what we it, like it or not, we live in a society where we try to make everybody happy. Yeah, that's just the way it is. Um, yeah. That said, it worked fine. Ray didn't feel forced. Finn didn't feel forced. In fact, I thought they were both fantastic. Uh, and Poe is badass. And so I don't know how after seeing it, I, I think it was strategic and tactical, but after seeing it, I don't know how you don't have all those characters because they were, you know, Poe is a pretty small part, but it was awesome. That dude's a badass. You know what I mean? And Agreed. and John Boyega was, he was fantastic. I mean, he's, he he was, I thought they did, I've heard some, you know, critiques on, they were like, I didn't like that he was so slapstick and goofy and this and that. When he's you know brought up a stormtrooper, he should just be like cold and I'm like, no. I said he's no. like a small town ignorant kid who doesn't yeah. have any idea about anything about the world, and now he's plucked down into or you know thrown down into this galaxy, if you will. Yeah. All this stuff happened. That's how 
you know, he yeah, he was a he was a stormtrooper and he was, you know, trained to kill his whole life. That's all he knows. But you know what? He doesn't know anything else. And so I don't have a problem with the goofball, overexcited, small town kid in him, if you will, coming out. You know, kind of like oh, I was just about gonna spoil something. I'm not going to. Um, but so you know, I, I don't have a problem with that at all. And and even if, even if Ray was completely a this character has to be a girl because we want females. I don't really care because she yeah. killed it. She you killed, know what I mean? I don't yeah, care she what kick ass would be one thing. I don't care what the motivation was because she yeah. was phenomenal. Yeah, she really was. Yeah, yeah she's going to be a, a a star, a huge star from now on. I mean, she's tremendous. Yeah, tremendous. Yeah, I I, I completely agree. God, she was great. I just, yeah, yeah, I loved her. Uh, yeah. And also, I I leaned over to you talking about the experience. Now, my buddy I went with, uh, who I've known since like seventh grade. He's not your kids, so he, we're not talking about the the future demo. Um, but th- when Star Wars popped up on the screen and the John Williams music, spoiler, there's yellow letters and John Williams music at the beginning. Sorry. Um, <laughs> he has tears running down his yeah. face. I'm like, are you Dude, So did I, both times. Are you kidding? Nope. I didn't. My wife, too. Both of us. Looked I had, at each other. Oh. I had goosebumps, but I didn't get the tears or anything like that. I thought it was pretty awesome. Um uh, uh, or where was I going with this? Um, Demographics. Son of a bee sting. I don't know where I was going with that. I think I just killed myself. Just that it was awesome. Dudes have feelings. I don't know. Anyway, oh, I know what it was. Here's where I was going with it. Uh, that So that was one thing I remember. And then, you know, it's, you're not even 15 seconds into the, to the movie and BB-8 pops up. Yeah. Sorry, spoiler again. Man. That right there instantly... BB-8 is instantly the second best droid in the Star Wars saga. Period. The end. He, in my opinion, he's better than C-3PO, and he's yeah. and it's not even close to anything else that's ever been cast as a comedic relief, blah blah, etc. Type of a character like Jar Jar Binks, for example. Nothing else is even close. It's it's R2D2, BB-8, C-3PO, and I'll tell you what. This might be blasphemous if BB-8 continues on the trajectory he's on. He could potentially. Leapfrog R two D two. Although, although, yeah, you know, I mean R two D two is R two D two. You know, so well, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that that it, it he will R two D two will continue to at least be in the next one. Hopefully, I mean, I guess it is a spoiler because it means he doesn't get blown up. But yeah, it is a spoiler. You just ruined the movie for everybody now. I just did. I killed it. Um, and and so anyway, so BB eight pops up fifteen seconds in, and immediately he captured my heart. I was just yeah. like. I turn to my buddy, I'm like, I, I kid you not, we're 20 seconds into the movie, right? Not including the credits or the opening storyline. Yeah. I turn yeah. to him, I go, everything's going to be all right. This is going to be really, <laughs> I just, I just knew, like, I just knew from there, J.J. Abrams, he nailed the droid, which George Lucas himself couldn't do in one, two, and three. Right. There was nothing that was even redeemable in one, yeah. two, and three. Even C-3PO yeah. and R2-D2 were lame in one, two, and three. Right. Um, and so I just knew right then and there, I'm like, okay. JJ gets it. Everything's going to be good. Uh, I, yeah. I just knew. Uh, so yeah. here's one really serious concern. And then we should wrap it up pretty quick because you said yeah. you wanted to keep things short. It, are they grooming a new John Williams somewhere? Because that guy's going to die someday. <laughs> <sighs> and you know, I've never uh, heard anybody that that's a great does what care. he does. Yep. No, I'm like, a great point. I'm listening to the opening music again, and I realize it's nothing new, but he obviously contributed new scores throughout the course of this movie. Um, you know, and it's, but I'm just like, okay, so what do we do when there's no more John Williams? When there's no more John Williams. 
you know, I, I think that's such a good point that when we go, when we do the spoiler episode, um, we should talk about that because I've bought the soundtrack or the score, and we've played it with the kids in the car, and they love it, and it's great. And as a and as a classic music, former classic music nerd, um, uh, you know, there's a there's just great, real nerdy music lover stuff in there that is just it is just so good and. Uh, you know, obviously his career stands on, on its own at this point, but I, I think this was a, a a really capstone moment in that great career. All right. Well, that's good to know. Maybe we can try. Uh, we've been, you know, challenged at getting these things going, but maybe we can try to do one in the next couple of days. You can have the spoiler and non-spoiler versions. Yeah. Or we can get into every. Although I don't think we're going to be able to keep the spoiler version short because I've got a lot of theories and a lot of ideas and a lot of thoughts. Yeah. Well, that's what's going to keep it fun until the next one comes out. So yes. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, I, I think we're so we both loved it, and uh, I will probably see it another once or twice before it's done in theaters. I'm thinking. Oh, for sure. For well, I don't. I'm not going to go overboard. You know. I mean, uh, I got to take my know? wife. My wife hasn't seen it yet. It's she yeah, doesn't well, care that much, but that's one. Um, yeah. All right. Real, real, real brief before we before we wrap. Um, I'm going to go to the state of Maryland. I'm just going to hit you with three, and the next time you can come back and you can give them to me. You ready? Okay. Ready? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? I think I know. Winery or old folks home. I'm okay. Give you three, bang, bang, bang. You tell me right, right away whether, what you think it is. Okay, I'm not prepared for this, so go. I know, right? Ready? Yep. Go. One, Springfield Manor. Wine. Okay. Two, uh, Cove Point. Old folks home. And three, Oak Crest. Wine. Springfield Manor is a winery. You were correct. I felt like you were trying to mislead me with manor. <laughs> Cove Point, you said old folks home. It's a winery. Wow. Oak Crest, you said winery. It's an old folks home. One for three. These were unofficial, though. These won't count on the record. Yeah, well, okay. But I'm just going to say, if you want to throw me curveball next time with no preparation, you go ahead, and then we're sort of even, no? Yeah, I don't so. ever prep for yours anyway. I just wasn't ready to give you any of mine, that's all. Oh, no, no, no. That's cool. That's all right. Okay. Well, right, I- hey, uh... I don't know. I I it felt it felt felt good. Felt felt natural to get me back in the seat here. Like riding a bike. Like just like riding a bike. Now I just have or, to get this thing uploaded. <laughs> of course, by the time they actually hear me say that, it'll already be uploaded, or else they won't be able to hear it. <laughs> hey, you're Paul Fletcher. You're Nick in New York. Follow the Drink from the Carton podcast on Twitter at DrinkFTCarton. Subscribe on iTunes and get more at DrinkFromTheCarton.com.